Welcome back to Bat Rankings, where you come for Batman, but stay for Anthony! I'm your host, Ben Cray. I, I feel like we haven't done the introducing ourselves in like three or four episodes at this point. I just assume people already know us I, now. <laughs> the idea is that any any episode could be somebody's first episode, although if I find a podcast that I like, like this one, I, I listen from episode one, so... Well, you know, but, uh, yeah, you're right. We it's, should it's introduce good. ourselves. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's part of the routine, but... Also, if I tell somebody about this podcast, I also tell them, you know what? Maybe just jump in at episode three. <laughs> Episodes one and two were we we were still kind of feeling things out. I re uh, I re listened to it. You can tell I'm kind of nervous in the first one because yeah. we're in a hotel. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. Yeah, and I've never done that. So yeah, that's funny. We were in a hotel, and but... <laughs> <laughs> it's my, it's my, in a hotel room. It's my first time. Be yeah, gentle. exactly. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I. I don't know. If I find the time, I would like to go back and re-edit those two episodes, like, with sound effects and, you know, the way, and with music drops and the way I've been doing it from episode three onward. But, See, I say, I say keep it. It shows yeah. our growth. Yeah. Yeah. Just, and people have said that, too. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Well. We'll see. But, but uh, yeah. Well, I'm Kenny Wendorski. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm Ben Creighton. Th- thank you very much for listening to us at Bat Rankings. Yes. We... Uh, so today we watched See No Evil. Yes. Yes. And just immediately, so I remember liking this episode. I didn't remember how pretty this episode is. I wasn't sure because last week when you mm-hmm. said the title's called See No Evil, I was I had a 50-50 shot. It was mm-hmm. either the Invisible Man one or there is an episode where Batman loses his eyesight. It's a penguin oh, episode. That's right. So I was like, which one is it? Both I enjoy, but this one specifically, I was really glad it was this week's episode. Yeah, I, re- I remember the one you're talking about. I think it might have been called Blind as a Bat. There we go. Yeah. See? Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, I remember that being good too, but we'll see. We'll see when we get to it. Right. But this is the one I was thinking of, and I had to look it up because the last time we were talking about animation studios, you know, TMS is like top tier, and I was sure like, oh, this is beautiful. This must be TMS. This is Don Yang. Okay. Which last time we talked about it, I I said, yeah, you know, they're they're no TMS, but they're, you know, they're solid, they're straight ahead. I think they've like they've leveled up since the last time we saw a Don Yang episode. What was the last one that uh do you know? Uh, let's see. Let's find out. Not that, you know, not that it really matters, but uh yeah, this animation See No Evil, like you said, I I do remember the uh, the gimmick of the invisibility, and I I always enjoyed it. Yeah. And to rewatch it was like, oh man, this is just as good as I remember. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. So the last one we watched was Cat in the Claw, and that was by uh, Sunrise. Okay. Or at least hold on. Okay, Sunrise was part one. Acom was part two. Okay. Yeah, and I. I would put the, both of those in the same category as as I would have said Don Yang before this episode. Like, solid, nothing wrong with it, but just not quite the, that same TMS flourish. Right. Although that, although there were a lot of really good action set pieces yeah. in, that were well done in Cat and the Claw. Uh, Cat and the Claw was uh, basically just a giant action movie. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> Die just... Hard with Batman. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right, but uh, but this episode, we've got... So we open up on little Kimmy's bedroom. Right. Talking to her invisible friend, Mojo. Mojo! Mojo! 
but you and you see her lamp turns itself on her little dolly floats around in the room by itself but just in case there was any thought about you know are, are we seeing what literally happens or are we just seeing what's in the imagination of this little girl her her mom comes in and says who are you talking to oh, i'm just talking to mojo my invisible friend and it cuts to outside her bedroom window and you see a can kicking itself down the way, you immediately know, oh no, something's going on here. Yeah, and uh, this, uh, she was given a necklace too. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, you know that something's up. It could be a ghost. We don't know. Yep. I mean, we haven't encountered a ghost in a Batman episode yet. But Naturally, you don't believe in those kind of things. Of course I do. I've seen it all. Demons, witch boys, immortals, zombies. But, uh, but also, fun fact, the voice of the little girl, Kimmy, is Elizabeth Moss. She is from a current show on Hulu called The Handmaid's Tale, mm-hmm. which I've never seen. I've heard it's very depressing. <laughs> um, but I have seen her in Mad Men. Uh, she, uh, as I was bringing it up to you, Ben, I was like, wow, good for her. Yeah, mm-hmm. she did well for herself. Yeah, good, good career. So Yeah, very good. So we, we cut from... Cut from the the beautiful. Oh God, this this episode is another one that is just noir as fuck, and yeah. I love it. The yeah. atmosphere is so good, like, and it's it's played for not quite horror, but it's played very creepy. You know, dead leaves blowing down the right. street, and very little bit Halloweeny, little bit Hammer horror. I mean, it's the Invisible Man. It's right. basically like straight from H.G. Wells. I was kind of glad that we were seeing it in, I guess you would call it the suburbs, or mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't the city portion of Gotham. We're yeah. seeing standard, regular houses, lawns, wooden fences, you know. Yeah, uh, American dream. Yeah, it's it's not, you know, huge skyscrapers like what we're used to. This yep. is definitely the suburbs i guess yeah maybe not even the suburbs maybe a little bit lower than that but yeah it seemed pretty pretty suburban yeah yeah but uh i'm not sure so the another plot point that's established here is that kimmy and her mom are moving right and mojo is taken aback by this moving oh no he's not happy about this right and i could have maybe stood to have the mystery dragged out a little more of what exactly is going on. But this next scene, we figure out pretty pretty immediately because we see a character with a very striking character design walk into this upscale department, like jewelry store. Right. Walks into the bathroom with his briefcase and pulls out this like plasticky looking bodysuit, puts it on, twists a dial on his wristwatch, and he disappears. This yep. is it's not a ghost, not a, not magic. It is a technological invisibility cloak. And, uh, he's in a jewelry store and, uh, Bruce Wayne happens to be there. He's getting himself a new gold watch. Yeah. And, uh, just, you know, you start seeing things disappear. It's your, your classic, uh, invisible movie kind of motif, which I love. I, I brought up last episode. If you'd seen hollow man, it's not a good movie, folks. No, it's not. But I like that <laughs> special effect. It yeah. makes me happy. So I, I was speaking of Hollow Man. Yeah, I was part of the focus group for the trailers of Hollow Man. You were? Yeah, I was just in the mall with my sister and one of those people with clipboards. Like says, "Hey, you got a second? You want to watch a movie trailer?" And I didn't have anything going on. I said, "Yeah, sure." Huh. So we watched an early cut of the Hollow Man trailer and did a little survey and gave some feedback on it. And when I saw the final cut of the trailer later on in the movie theater before a movie, like, oh, they took apparently my feedback 
must have either mattered or everybody else was saying the same thing. Because huh. what I said was the the only thing I give a shit about in this trailer is these special effects look really good. Yeah. Just front and center that. I don't care about the characters. I don't care about the story you're trying to tell. This Invisible Man stuff is cool. Yeah. More of that. Yeah. It's, uh, they... I mean, every, there's a lot of movies that use this effect. Yeah. But uh, to see it in animation, I think it's better in animation. Yeah, uh, super stylish. Yeah, exactly. So, Very cool to see. I got <laughs> they, they cornered me, Casey, and Chris. Oh, really? But we got uh, Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles. <laughs> so, <laughs> God damn it, you got the cool one. <laughs> and Hollow Man's not even that great, but... Yeah, oh yeah, the movie, I mean... Fucking Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, was, uh, that was pretty late in the day for a Crocodile Dundee movie, even uh, in the mid-90s. I remember them, like, you like, really want to bring this back? All yeah, right. we still doing this? Okay, they I guess. Asked, they asked us, what was your favorite part? And Chris was like, I guess the Wendy's part because there's a Wendy's commercial part in it. Eventually it stopped and I didn't have to watch anymore. Can we go now? We're teenagers. You know, (laughs) we came to the mall to look at girls and maybe shoplift. So, (laughs) Well, speaking of shoplifting, Ooh, good segue. Hey, we did it. (laughs) So this invisible man is the least subtle thief because he first, like somebody's back is turned and he's got an invisible briefcase too. And so you see him pull up a tray of jewelry and just dump it into, yeah. I mean, it just disappears into thin air, but we know it's going into his briefcase. Yeah. And at first he's being subtle, like, you know, he grabs some jewels when nobody's kind of looking and he's kind of ninjing his way around. And then before long, he's just like, nah, fuck it. Snatches a gold <laughs> watch right out of Bruce's hands. Yeah. Starts shoving people. Yeah, that was great. He knocks a guy over and the guy's like, what the? <laughs> yeah. And everybody's so dumbfounded, but... By a certain point in the scene, it's like, okay, you idiots, you might not be able to see him, but it is obvious where in the room he is. Yeah. The the security guards are all, like, reaching at their holsters, like, oh, my gun's gone. Apparently, he snatched all their guns yeah. beforehand, which was smart. But also, like, anybody at any point could try to just tackle him, and that would be it. Are Episode you- over. Or you could swing in the air. Eventually, yeah, you'd hit you're something. Hit something. It, this is a crowded room. He doesn't have a whole lot of room to maneuver. Like, Jesus, somebody do something. I would say, uh, but I mean, if I were to put myself in the situation, if I start seeing this, I might have a little like freak out. Like, holy crap. Yeah. Uh, like, a ghost, you know? I, yeah. As <laughs> as a civilian, like, yeah, I'm I'm not. We're, this is not my job to deal with. But yeah. the security guards are really yeah. asleep on the job here. I came here to buy a watch. You know what? I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck just happened, but I don't really care. I'm going to get the fuck up out of here. This shit, I'm out. <laughs> I'm not dealing with this. So, yeah, the only person with a head on his shoulders, as usual, our boy Bruce. But he's got to go duck into the restroom and change into Batman. And by the time he's back out, this invisible man is already fleeing. Right. And this is a great episode for just funny little background details. Yeah. Because there's a guard, like, standing by the bathroom door, whistling, like, I'm not fucking with this. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's my job, but I don't get paid enough. And then, wham, yeah. Batman opens the door right into his face. <laughs> uh, then they run into the hallway, and he... Yeah, into, like, an alley outside. And there's uh, there's a guy who's been clearly working on cement. Yeah, on construction the, worker, eating his lunch. Yeah, Batman busts in. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, uh, come out. I, I know you're out here. And the guy's just eating a sandwich. He uh, does the most beautiful side eye. Just <laughs> uh, mouthful <don't>, of food. <laughs> I mean, 
Oh, yeah. Or. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but then um, he, uh, the invisible man starts throwing things at Batman. Yeah. And you, you see his footsteps in the wet cement. Batman's right. starting to be able to track him. He uses a gas bomb, which shows him a silhouette of yeah. where he is. Yeah. And then throws some paint on him. But there's some sort of feature in this invisibility suit. He, like, raises the temperature and burns off the paint. Right. right. This is kind of. I don't know. I don't get how he's heating the suit enough to burn off the paint without burning himself inside right, it. But yeah. okay, whatever. <laughs> we we need something so that this again, if if it was as simple as this, the episode would just be over. Yeah, so, it'd be a short okay. one. So, yeah. uh, but the paint peels off, uh, yeah. and then he starts beating. He's actually whoever this guy is. We haven't been introduced to him yet. Mm-hmm. He beats the crap out of Batman. He's yeah. a fighter. Yeah, and he's he's taunting him because this is uh like. High ceilings, echoes everywhere, so yeah. Batman can't really get a beat on him just by listening to his voice. And, yeah, he leaves Batman kind of beaten in the alley. Yeah, it's. I think the first time we've ever seen Batman beaten up so badly that he's just kind of kind of gives up on the fight. Yeah. But, so then we, we go back, and this is where we... It's it's pretty easy to connect the dots at this point, but this invisible man goes home to his squatter shack. He's got a picture of Kimmy there, and through his monologue, we learn, okay, this is Kimmy's estranged father. Right. She He wants to be back in her life. That's why he's stealing things, because he thinks he can you know buy her love, basically. Right. Buy his way back into her life. And and he, he looks into... You see his reflection in the little framed picture of his daughter, and he... Says, so your mom wants to move you away. Well, your dear old dad can't find you. That's what she really means. Full on <laughs> shot of his face. Well, don't you worry. She's never going to take you away from me. Again, so creepy. So well done. I won't let her. You hear me? I won't let her. Yeah, he's uh, he's got pop marks. It's a very... Uh, you, this character design is great. Yeah, he looks like uh, a villain. He they designed him very well. Yeah, he's got kind of dark shadows over his eyes. Yeah, his he, eyebrows are very uh, curved and angular. Yeah, very heavy. Um, but uh, yeah, you know this is definitely uh, the villain of the story. Uh, then we cut to I believe yeah, the, it's Bruce I, Wayne's. Um, I think from here we go to the the suburbs, and I I think this is supposed to be after they've moved. Okay. I could be wrong about this, but it. See, I think they were still at their house. Uh, I think you, she was dropping her off for school. Okay, yeah, you might be right. And then uh, she goes to work. This is the mom we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, she works like, at a grocery store. Yep, Gothmart. Is that what it was? It is Gothmart, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't not, it be just like Food Co? Or? Yeah, not, not, not Metro Mart. They only have those in Metropolis. Oh, man. <laughs> All right. Good Lord. All right. Yeah. And not Hot Topic. That's the other Gothmart. No, that's right. <laughs> so she leaves to go on her lunch break, and uh, that's where she runs into her ex-husband. Yeah. Um, and this is where we learn some more details. She's got a restraining order out on him. He was in prison, but he's out now. Yeah. Clearly, he don't give a shit about that restraining order because he's right in her face. Yeah, he is putting his hands on her. Yeah. And he's he's decked out in a really nice suit. He's flashing a big roll of bills trying to impress her. Like, look, I'm 
trying to get back into her good graces. Like, look, I can give you a better life. I can give our daughter a better life. Just please drop the restraining order. Yeah. You know, whatever you want. Let's make this work. And, but she, clearly the, there's so much history. Mm -hmm. Uh, She's, I just want you to disappear. She leaves and uh, the, What's his name? Ventress? Ventress. We, yeah, we don't find out for a while, but yes, okay. Lloyd Ventress. Lloyd Ventress, he says, oh, be careful what you wish for. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Yeah. I'm an invisible man. <laughs> <laughs> I do wish at this point, I'm wishing we had more of an idea of, of what the restraining order is about specifically. Is it just because he's a criminal or... I mean, well, I mean, I think it's implied that he maybe robbed a bank. He's, he's yeah. clearly he's stolen, so I would assume bank robber. Uh, yeah, I mean, she she said, "How many convenience stores did you knock over?" Right. So we're yeah. we're getting the impression of sort of a low level thuggish type. Yeah, he's definitely not at the top, but you know. Yeah, but I mean, that said, they don't typically give restraining orders for at at no point other than fighting Batman. But we. He's not killing anybody. He doesn't seem violent. He doesn't seem violent or abusive towards his family. It's like they're they're doing a pretty good job of riding this thin line between making you sympathize with him cuz I'm like I'm sitting here like man, like yeah, he's a criminal and that sucks, but also like visitation rights, give him something. It can be supervised visitation, but if if you don't want to see him ever again, like well, that makes sense. That's your life, Helen. But let, let the man see his daughter. Well, I maybe there's more uh, implied. Maybe there was certain aspects of the storyline that got edited for yeah. the children's, you know. Yeah, very well could be, but yeah. For the kids. Yeah. It's, it's for the kids. It's hard to know how much is just not wanting to show, like, portray this guy as a wife beater on children's television. It's true. Yeah. Or how much was, because they are tr- clearly trying to get you to sympathize with him to a certain extent. Right. And it does play very tragic. Like the whole time, this whole episode, I'm I'm hoping for some kind of happy ending where he, he at least gets to visit his daughter. Yeah, that's all he cares about, which is it's yeah. a nice motivation. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, and I, at this point I write in my notes, they are r- trying really hard to find reasons to make him unsympathetic and trying to strike a balance that I don't know. I don't know. Hard to tell how... how <laughs> what we're meant to feel, which is kind of good. Like there's some ambiguity there. Right. Right. It's, they're not spoon feeding you, you know, what you're meant to think of this character, but that's when we cut back to Bruce and our first appearance, Lucius Fox, Lucius Fox. I yeah. always liked Lucius Fox. I, I like the, the voice. Yeah. Um, I've, I looked him up. I don't uh, really recognize him from anything in particular, but his voice is always that's a great voice. Yeah. It's fun because Morgan Freeman got cast as him in the <laughs> Nolan movie. It's yeah. like you need to have the perfect deep voice to be Lucius Fox. Yeah. So, but yeah, I liked it. It was our first introduction. Lucius Fox is in the show, everybody. Yeah. And he's just, <laughs> Lucius is just doing what Lucius do. Just running the business. Yep. Just keeping everything locked down so that Batman can go punch stuff. He knows the technology. He knows the, the, uh, the corporate angles and all that good yeah. stuff. And Bruce is curious as to, Hey, just out of curiosity, I heard in the news, Invisible Man, were we doing something with invisibility? I thought we were. And Lucius is like, well, we were going to. Yeah, they uh, were going to go into business with an inventor that had come up with something. And then he pulled out of the deal sort of mysteriously at the last minute. And then uh, they were like, okay, let's get into contact with him. But yeah. he's passed away. But yeah. 
he still has an assistant. Yep. And Batman is able, he sneaks into this laboratory area. Laboratory. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) He's looking at files. He's finding, trying to find the dirt on this invisibility cloak, it's called. It's a plastic that we learn. He bumps into this assistant who... At first, he's thinking, like, this is my guy, this asshole. Right. But this assistant immediately, as soon as he sees that it's Batman, they have a little scuffle when he thinks it's just an intruder. Right. But as soon as he sees that it's Batman, like, oh, I'm so I didn't know it was you. Yeah. Not the face. Not the face. (laughs) Super cooperative after that. And this is, I think this is when we're, we're starting to realize, and it's, it's never quite explicitly said how much of a public figure Batman's supposed to be. But at this point, Batman is a known quantity enough that this random Joe, he sees that it's Batman. Oh, it's Batman. Batman's a good guy. Right. I will help Batman. I better cooperate. Yeah. Um, so Batman uh, basically says, like, can you show me how this works? Yeah. Gets a little uh, tech demonstration. Yeah, you get your, your jibber jabber on electricity goes in the thing and the thing makes it invisible. Yeah, oh, Ben's light. It, <laughs> but it's, it's toxic. Right. And the longer you're exposed to it, the worse the toxic effect is. And so he's getting ready to shut the whole thing down, which strikes me as a little, like there are lots of technologies that are, you know, you wouldn't use them on humans, but yeah, you could but, use this on military. Yeah. Like hardware. Exactly. Like maybe put enough lead, sh- like put it around the outside of a tank and put enough lead shielding in there that, that the, the driver is not going to get hurt by it. Put it around a drone. Like there could be all kinds of legitimate uses for this technology. Well, yeah. But, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> shut it down. Yeah. Shut it down. It's, but, and and this is where he turns him on to Lloyd Ventress. Oh, the, this inventor's other assistant. I mean, not really involved in the science, more of an errand boy. And straight up says, yeah, ex-con. Yeah, I thought that was kind of a head-scratching moment. Uh, it, he just said that, too. Yeah. Um, but I, whatever. I, you know, everyone yeah. deserves a second break. Uh, yeah. So. so, yeah, I'm... And I'm wondering, so this, this, the inventor, the original guy who invented this stuff, Keros is his name. Mm-hmm. Are we to believe that, that Ventress killed him? I don't think so, because he said he passed away. Yeah. So I think it was natural causes. Yeah, that's, that, that was my that's read, my too. That's my hope. But uh, yeah, I don't know. It just, it seems a little odd that it's just a little more complicated than it needs to be that there was an inventor who passed away with two assistants so that Batman has like three steps of investigation right before he finally gets to his man. Well, which, it all comes in threes. Yeah. Which, <laughs> I mean, might've been, if we, as the audience didn't already know that Ventress was the villain, it might've been an interesting whodunit, but as it is, it's kind of like, well, why couldn't the, the guy that Batman grills just have been the original inventor? Why do we need to have right. a third character? Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Not, not a big deal at the end of the day. Right. Uh, but then, uh, so Batman, uh, actually, I'm sorry, Ventress yeah. uh, goes back to Kimmy um, as his mojo. He's completely invisible. Yeah. And he wants to take her in the middle of the night yep. to this abandoned uh, drive through movie theater. Yeah. And she's she gets all the way there, and she's still like giggling, like "Oh, I'm going on a trip with Mojo." Yeah. But then he tries to get her into his car, and that's when whatever stranger danger stuff they've been teaching her at school kicks in. Like, uh, 
I'm not really supposed to get into cars yeah. with strangers. Is this okay? And thank God for this scene. Yeah. Thank God as a father watching this scene. And I know it's just a cartoon. Yeah. It's just what it is what it is. I'm overthinking it. Mm-hmm. But uh, something about the scene, I'm picturing my little girl in, in this situation. Mm-hmm. Not an invisible man doing this, but yeah, hey. Someone. We're in the middle of nowhere. Want to be in my car? It just, it was a little bit like, okay, get out of there, little girl. Yep. Get out of there. So thank God they <laughs> yeah. wrote that in. Touched, so. touched a little bit of a nerve it there. It did. Yeah. I, I guarantee you, like, it probably is just my overactive imagination. It's my mm-hmm. brain just going at, you know too many uh, gears but yeah. seeing that situation did kind of trigger something to me like little girl get out <laughs> yeah. so uh yeah. but well i mean i don't i don't have i don't have kids myself i don't have any personal experience but when it comes to like parents and custody battles my brother-in-law has two kids from a previous marriage and his wife pulled something like this straight just put the kids in the car and drove the fuck away without uh, telling him good lord yeah and he it's, it's interesting how different it is when it's the man doing it versus the woman. Because in this episode, yeah, man kidnaps his kid. He is a bad guy. We are punching him in the face and taking him down. In real life, woman literally kidnaps her kids away from their father, and she got full custody. Good boy. For years. Wow. Yeah, he finally, just now, has finally, after years of fighting it in the courts, has gotten part-time custody of oh, his God. kids again. Okay. Yeah. She is, if she didn't have a uterus, she would have no visitation rights, <laughs> oh, yeah. but it's, it's one of those. It's, it's usually favored the mom. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's like, so... you know, sexism, yes, is usually worse, worse against women, but oh, there yeah. are certain circumstances yeah. and custody battles are one of them yeah. where the, the law is demonstrably biased against men and it's terrible. And there's your soapbox minute. <laughs> we can move on and enjoy Batman The more now. it's a back to Batman. Batman. <laughs> you're learning again you're learning yeah. and it's fun yeah learning is fun <laughs> so so batman you know tracks down helen the ex-wife and and that's where we get the the final bit of exposition that this toxic invisibility plastic isn't just bad for you physically over a long enough time period it affects the mind right. too and i'm not sure if this was strictly necessary i think because we never we never see any behavior out of Ventress that couldn't be explained just by he's kind of a thuggish type person. And we never kind saw of a criminal. his physicality. He wasn't shaky. He wasn't yeah. sweating. Wasn't he didn't sick. have any sores on his body. Yeah. yeah that... I mean, yeah. The, the fact that the plastic is toxic explains why. I mean, sort of. Not really. But gives enough of an explanation why it was taken off the market and it's kind of this obscure thing. Right. But I think it actually weakens the, the the themes and the ambiguity of the episode to say, well, this guy's crazy. We know that you might sympathize with him because he just wants to see his daughter, but he's crazy, so he's a bad guy. Punch him in the face. Yeah, I think they could. They missed a, a, a moment, an yeah. opportunity yeah. to have some kind of consequences of the plastic. Yeah. At least physically. Yeah, Maybe something. not mentally, but at least physically. They should have shown something. Yeah, but so at this point... It's the third act, so things get a lot easier for Batman. He tracks uh, Ventress down to the drive-in. I'm not really sure how. Did you did you catch if there was some clue that led him there specifically? No, he just kind of was. He was on top of a bridge, I think. Okay. And he says some one-liner. I can't remember. You'll probably find it. Really? 
I'm your daddy. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll find the clip. That's what I, that's my job here. <laughs> and he swings on down. Uh, Ventures makes himself invisible again. Yep. Oh yeah, that's right because he reveals himself to Kimmy. Yeah, and Kimmy's like, "Oh my God, you're my dad. Mom says you're the worst," and she runs off. And he's yep. he's like, "No, God damn it! <laughs> I'm not a oh, all yeah. right." And on, I just. I don't know. I feel really bad for this guy. Like maybe more so than any other. Like I think the only thing that that does actually turn me against him is that I mean straight up he is a criminal, and that that's you know Batman's against that right anti criminal yeah but but like if he like he is he is wrong headed in that he thinks that flashing enough money and material goods is going to get himself back into his wife's good graces. But, you know, at the same time, he is just so desperate that I still feel for him. Like, if he was, if he had actually cleaned up his ways and was working some shit paying job, and well, then we wouldn't have an episode because he wouldn't true. be a criminal. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I just, I wanted this episode to turn out well for him, for him to actually like to learn a lesson that money isn't the way to to become a better parent. That and to get some kind of even if it's supervised, even if it's super limited, some access to his daughter. See, I think the moment where he tries to get her into the car, that's mm-hmm. where it kills it for me. I'm like, yep, yeah. there you go. There's the, he's showing his true colors. So yeah, whatever colors those were, we weren't shown or we don't know what happened, but that was the distinctive moment where it's like, yep, bad guy. Yeah, yeah. And I, it's, it's, it's not that I condone what he did. Absolutely not. <laughs> but he is, he is backed into such a corner. And I guess that is what makes the character so tragic is that his motivations are good, but he does pursue bad actions, you know, beginning with the criminal acts and on to, you know, ultimately kidnapping his daughter. Right. But it just, it sucks that you know, based on what I know from personal experience of custody, law like it is not hard for me to imagine that there was just no legitimate way he was ever going to be able to see his daughter again well i but, mean it's oh well yeah Say la vie. <laughs> <laughs> but then from this moment on it is the animators just Having freaking a ball. my god so good so good yeah <laughs> it's we amazing because he has also coated his car in this invisibility plastic yep. So he's, you see just the tracks of the, the dirt being kicked up by the tires swerving around and he's, as he's trying to run Batman down. Batman luckily jumps at the right moment. So he's on top of the hood of the car, but the yep. car's invisible. So yep. he but, looks like he's flying. Yep. And you see another like <laughs> funny background. They do such a good job of inserting just enough levity yeah. into this. You see a couple of homeless guys see a Batman apparently flying down the street. I didn't know he could fly. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> that's, that's I remember as a kid laughing at that, and it's still funny to this day. Because yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's flying through all yep. the the uh, high. I wouldn't say highway, but through the roads. Uh, there's yeah, cars dodging and chase. weaving. Uh, it's just it's gorgeous. It's uh, amazing. Then trash starts hitting the car. Yeah, it starts peeling off the the plastic, and it starts becoming partially yeah. visible. So you got half of a car hood. Yeah, Batman on it, and then the back of it's still invisible. Yeah, gorgeous. Hits, hits a gas station, so we get your obligatory ex- big explosion for the episode. Take a shot. Yeah, <laughs> and then uh, yeah. it winds up on a, uh, a railroad. 
Yeah. Trains are coming because, of course, why not? Yeah, why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, the train finally smashes into the car, but they've both managed to get out. And long story short, the way Batman finally takes him down is he chucks a batarang at a water tower, which pours down like raindrops almost, yeah. which reveals him in a way that he can't just easily shake off. And that's when Batman just just takes him apart. It, he says, peekaboo. <laughs> Such a, like, that's the cheering moment. I, as a kid, I remember that moment, and I still said the line as soon as it happened, because, yes, yep. perfect line delivery. Yeah. Unlike the uh, Joker episode we watched, Be a Clown, where mm-hmm. it was just like, oh, God. Yeah. His one-liners in that just made my eyes roll. <laughs> This was perfect. Yeah. Lot, just the little nuggets just of enough. humor. Just enough. Yeah. Not not so much that it pushes it over the top into camp. Right. Just a little bit of very like earned, very naturalistic levity to to break up what's otherwise a super creepy and some, at times kind of depressing story. Right. But um, beats the crap out of him. Yep. And says, says something about this is your final disappearing act. Nobody's going to see you for 10 to 20. And then we cut to back to the house where Kimmy's at. Mm-hmm. She's talking, uh, saying, you know, I'm. Yeah, I'm, this I'm, is your your denouement. Like, yeah. yeah, we're moving away so far. He'll never be able to find us, which if I might be permitted one more moment, this is played <laughs> as an unambiguously happy ending. And to me, it was bittersweet because, yes, they do need to get away from this guy. He's dangerous at this point, but also it's sad. It's, well, I mean, they'll... <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's going to grow up without a father. He's going to go the rest of his life without ever seeing his daughter. This is... It's it's not a it's not a downer ending, but it was, to me, a bittersweet ending. And I wish it had been played that way. It cuts to uh, the mom yep. saying, who are you talking to again? Yeah. Oh, it's just Batman, mommy. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, That's just Batman fine. clearly thinking, oh, this is her new invisible yeah. friend. But no, we find she, out, of course, Batman went to check listening. up on her yeah. and managed to restrain himself from doing a thumbs up from the bushes, which <laughs> I appreciate. Thank Christ. <laughs> <laughs> ah, so Kenny, how how you feeling? Did this episode hold up? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Agreed. I, I like this one. Yeah. It's I, it's I, not a super memorable one, but it's a yeah. solid. Yeah. I mean, this this was, I think I said last time, they re-ran this episode a lot on the local station where I was growing up. So it was memorable to me, if only because I've seen it so many times. Got it. But it's also just absolutely held up to my memories. Yeah. And if I've seemed critical of it thematically, that's only because it does such an amazing job at tugging on my heartstrings. I don't think that is ultimately a criticism. No, I think we talked more about this villain than we've talked about other villains. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot more to Ventress than than steal money. Yeah. <laughs> he genuinely had a, an intention, which was to be reunited with his daughter. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Well written. Well done, mo- uh, movie. <laughs> Episode. <laughs> Right. They do feel like movies. Each one feels like a little mini movie just yeah. for you. All right. But at this point, it's time to drop some science on them. Lab coats on. Lab coats on. Pants is off. Pants is off. Okay. So our current list is at 14. Wait, do you want to take a breather before you? Okay. <laughs> uh, just you, want, you got an inhaler on you? you want... Let's do the top 10 here. Two-Face, Cat in the Claw, Heart of Ice, Pretty Poison, The Forgotten, The Last Laugh, Nothing to Fear, On Leather Wings, Christmas with the Joker, and POV, 
Is this episode, See No Evil, better or worse than... Number 14, I've Got Batman in My Basement. Better. Better. Yeah. This... So we've had a few different episodes with children characters. Yeah, I liked Kimmy. Thank you. I, I yeah. remember last time. It's funny. We're we're back in Gilbert. This mm-hmm. is uh, your apartment where yeah. we did the last. Uh, we did a yeah. We did Batman um, in the basement. Yeah, we did uh, that one. We did um, yeah. We did three episodes that session, and we were saying like yeah. Episodes with kid characters tend to be pretty bad. I don't like kid actors. Yeah. I don't think they've uh, they haven't grown to the point where they know what intentions are for characters um i liked kimmy yeah (laughs) (laughs) i didn't want to strangle kimmy kimmy was perfectly fine i'm not saying she was you know academy award worthy but i liked her she did what she needed to do and part of that too was i think the last couple of of kid episodes we saw especially batman in my basement were some of the more poorly (laughs) animated yeah Kimmy's design was good. She was expressive. Right. The way she was animated and drawn and designed was was just gorgeous. Yeah. It's, and that, that having the body language to match the voice work really helps. Yeah. And you don't always get that. So good job. Yeah. Uh, good job. See no evil. Bad job, Batman in my basement. Yeah. You're staying at the bottom <laughs> spot. Probably. Yeah, I, yeah. Well, then again, who well, knows? We'll, we'll yeah. see. Well, this week at least. This we'll week. see in the future. <laughs> but for now, is see no evil better or worse than number four, pretty poison? Oh, man. We went from an easy choice to a hard one. Because I'm going to argue this is better. Pretty Poison had a lot going for it. It had that... I mean, really, I think Pretty Poison is sitting at the four spot largely on the strength of that first sequence cutting back and forth with the date. And that was amazing. But then here you've got the amazing action sequence at the end of the episode. Yeah, and and some good sequences before that that are, that are strong in their own right. And we... we I, I really like the Harvey in the hospital, additional stakes from Pretty Poison, but as far as stakes go, like the the safety of a small child is hard to beat. And the emotional stakes are, if anything, even higher because yeah. this did a great job of of showing a conflict where every side kind of has a point and forcing the audience to yeah, decide you, where they sit. We have talked about this character quite more than than other villains. Do you, this is what's going to push it over for me. Do you remember when the car is on the railroad? They're playing this music. It's mm-hmm. very intense, fast music. Yep. And as it's going through, it's like dun 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 dun. That music just oh god! It's and with the train coming on. Mm-hmm. I think that clinches it for me because we didn't really talk about the music in this one. Um, It's that specific moment. Yeah. Yeah. And the (laughs) peekaboo. Yeah. You know what? See no evil. I think is better. All right. Well, we're getting, getting into it now is see no evil better or worse than number one, two face. Nope. Yeah, I. This episode is great, but Two Face is something special. Yeah, Two Face is still. That's about as cinematic as you can get. Yep. And this was great. Now I'm not. Yeah. We talked ad nauseum. This uh, animation is incredible in this episode, but Two Face yeah. still holds it. Yeah, I think I would take the animation in this episode over Two Face Part Two, 
okay. which was yeah. also, I think, Don Yang. Right. Just not quite as... Don Yang, I, maybe they had more budget, maybe they had more time to work on this one, or maybe they just plain got better at their craft. It could be. I mean, it's... this. These 65 episodes were produced, like... In a chunk, so it's hard to imagine that they got that much better. Maybe they just, like, within the studio assigned better people to it. Who knows? But there is a noticeable difference between this and Two-Face Part 2. That said, Two-Face Part 1 is is quite possibly the prettiest we've seen. Yeah. Two-Face is still number one. Agreed. All right. Is See No Evil better or worse than number three, Heart of Ice? I still think Heart of Ice is better. I, I'm I'm giving it I'm giving it to See No Evil. Goddamn knife fight! Knife fight! I, ah, yeah, we're into another knife ah, fight. Ah, oh. no. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's let's work through this scientifically. Okay, I got my beakers. Okay. <laughs> you got your ruler. I mean. I, I like how when we do this, I usually start by trying to give... I don't want anybody to think that I'm shitting on the episode that I think is going to get bumped down a no. notch. So I, I like to start with saying Heart of Ice has... Mr. Freeze's monologues are pure poetry. They're beautifully written. They're beautifully performed. Yeah. I think that's... Mo- like, everything else about it is is solid, at best, but I think that's that is why Heart of Ice looms so large, right? And this didn't have See No Evil didn't have a performance that's quite that high caliber. There's nothing a there. None of the performances no, no, are bad it's, it's by subtle, any means, but it's yeah. it's su- so subtle that it doesn't even feel like acting. Yeah, it's it's meant to be Heart of Ice is theater. Right. And which means it's, you know, in, intentionally exaggerated and larger than life. See no evil is naturalistic. It's it's grounded and down to earth. Right. It doesn't make one better than the other. They're just, they're going for different things. Right. But when it comes to, like, Heart of Ice certainly has a story that is meant to tug at the heartstrings. And it does. But I, I would give the edge to see no evil in that, in that category. Yeah, uh, I like the action set pieces in Sino Evil. I did better. like that action a lot. That I think was the, great. The animation is not like head and shoulders above, but if I had to give the edge to one, I would give it to Sino Evil. But I don't know. I feel like I've been talking a lot. Share well, no, your thoughts. I, I'm replaying Heart of Ice in my head now, and you are right. It's it's essentially. I think I don't want to say yes to see no evil just because I love heart of ice so much. Mm-hmm. It might be in my own personal opinion, like one of my favorites, but I see the, it is a, a more of a villain um, theatrical piece where see no evil just is very cinematic. Yep. Yeah. When you break it down. Yeah. I think see no, see no evil. I see what you did there. Oh, <laughs> oh God damn it. Oh. Uh, well, we're canceled. Uh, no, 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 no. Keep listening. All Keep right. listening. Well, uh, look, we'll finish out this I episode. Because uh. we do have one more decision to make. At number two, is See No Evil better or worse than The Cat and the Claw? And that's, a, that's another tough one. 
I don't even know how I feel about that. Uh, I think I like Cat in the Claw better. I mean, Cat in the Claw is, it's more expansive. It's its just, it's a bigger episode. Right. Not, not just, I mean, partially by virtue of being a two-parter, but also the, I mean, it's, you know, more characters, bigger. I mean, both of them have amazing action set pieces all the way throughout. Right. Uh, or uh, Cat in the Claw, rather, is able to play it big in a way that See No Evil is just not reaching for. Yeah. There's no army helicopters in See No, no Evil. No. <laughs> There's, See No Evil manages to get some a, a pretty good explosion in there, but Cat in the Claw has explosions for yeah. days. Yeah, so. you'll get drunk on that one. That said... Red Claw is such a forgettable villain. She is pretty forgettable. She's so cookie cutter and cartoonish. But you've got Catwoman, who yeah, is in Catwoman's pretty fleshed great. out character. Yeah. At least in this. She, not so much in later episodes. Yeah. That said, as, as tragic villains go, I really like Ventress. And Catwoman... You know, again, just trying to just compare apples to apples because it's hard when you've got a named known supervillain like Catwoman with years and years of legacy behind her to to compare her to a one-shot villain like Ventress. But trying to compare just Catwoman in The Cat and the Claw, like, yeah, she's really cool, but her character kind of breaks down to, well, she wants to bone Batman, but not Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah. She likes mountain lions. And Ventress, I never feel for Catwoman the way I feel for Ventress. She doesn't pull those emotions out of me. She's a fun presence. Don't get me wrong. She's great. It's true. Uh, I'm also thinking about the other aspects of uh, Cat and Claw. Dang. Yeah, it is. It is smartly plotted, which I was one of the big things that that led us to bump it up over Heart of Ice. Right. And and it's not that there's anything other than, you know, one or two contrivances like how did Batman find them at the drive-in. It's not that there's anything wrong with the plot oh, no. in See No Evil, but... Like you had said in other things, we can nitpick things for yeah. days, which I hate about criticisms. Uh, a lot of YouTube critics out there, just nitpick, nitpick. It's like, come on, dude, just yeah, some things you gotta let thing. go. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's... It, it is fine to point out, like, yeah, it doesn't really make any sense that Batman found them at that moment. Did it in affect my enjoyment yeah. of the episode? Kind of not really. Yeah. It doesn't really make any sense that a child would be so mad that he would grow up to put on a bat suit and beat up criminals either. <laughs> so, yeah. my, I, when it comes to nitpicks, my outlook has always been if I'm if a nitpick is bothering me, it probably has less to do with the plot hole itself and more to do with the fact that the the story isn't doing enough to engage me to to earn my willing suspension of disbelief. Right. So it's fine to point out the nitpick, but the nitpick's usually not the problem. There's usually another problem that bears identifying. Right. Yeah. But but yeah, back to Cat and the Claw. Like I I appreciate the intricacy of the plotting, and you know they drop some good Chekhov's guns. It could be because it is a two-parter yeah. that that's what helps make it more grand. Uh, and see no evil for twenty-two minutes. Yeah, I I think if I have a criticism of see no evil, it's that it had the potential for a cool whodunit mystery that it. 
kind of squanders by letting the audience in on the secret from right not that, quite from jump but almost that would have been interesting the way you had the idea have uh maybe don't show Ventress or have Ventress be the one who's working late at the factory and like, Oh yeah. Some of it's gone missing. Yeah. Or do, or if he had, I mean, there's, there could be a danger when you're criticizing something too, of trying to rewrite it the way you yeah, would have wanted head, it. Yeah. But I, it would have been really cool. Yeah. To see Ventress being super helpful and only, you know, him being the one who was cooperating with Batman only to later find out, Oh no, he was the guy all along. Like there are, there are wrinkles that they could have thrown into the formula that that would have made it. I mean, it's already a great episode, but would right. have made it even better. I think this this had two genuine moments in Sino Evil that actually did make me get the feels, mm-hmm. and I didn't really get the feels with uh, Can the Claw when he says Peekaboo. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a cheer worthy moment, and then the music when the car hits the train. Well, plus. The child endangerment. Yeah. I got three fills for a minute. <laughs> yeah. You know what? When you break it down with science. All yep. right. See no evil. Congratulations. See no evil. Number two. Wow. wow. Yeah. Holy shit. See no evil's number two. Yeah. God damn. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I I said we should have this whole when we first thought of doing this like I like the idea of ranking the episodes and I thought that would be a formality like yeah okay we all know the top what the top 3 are going to be yeah. we've been surprised a few times the forgotten yeah. I mean that was incredibly exceptional it huh that's it is really cool to see this this list taking shape yeah. I think I might I just keep it in a Google Doc I think I might start sharing the link to that on, in our show notes that people don't have to try and rely on me reading out the top 10 every yeah, time. Yeah, so that's that smart. They that's can good idea. also see, see that list and anytime they want. And then you too can watch along. Like you can, you know, yeah. follow along in the episode, uh, the way they were ordered, not the, the premieres. Yeah, because I, I do th- feel like it is, I mean, certainly story-wise, you got to watch the two-parters together. Go figure. Yeah. But... I, I do also think there is value in seeing how things progress in production order. Right. Because seeing the ups and the downs, because there are some some early strong episodes, then there are also some early episodes that are like, well, this might be in the <laughs> yeah. top 10 right now. Yeah. We'll see how things but shake it's out. small, yeah. yeah. Once we get into the <laughs> 60s. Uh, but speaking of next time, next time we've got... Beware the Gray Ghost. Kenny, do you remember this episode? Yep. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) This uh, features, and I didn't know this until later as an adult, uh, features the Gray Ghost, who's a a character a lot like the Shadow or some of these like pulp, you know. Yeah, 40s. Yeah. sort of proto superheroes before there was such a thing as superheroes that. Dick Tracy. Yeah. Yeah. In in universe was an inspiration to Batman, and he is voiced by Adam West. So you didn't know that. I I did not know that as a kid. I learned that later, as I mean, years before re- this recording now. But yeah, I did not hear that as a kid because right. I wasn't. I mean, this show was my introduction to Batman. I sort of knew that there had been a live action TV show before, but I hadn't like sat down and watched it. All right. Yeah. So I. I, but even as a kid, even without that sort of meta knowledge, I remember this as being a personal favorite. Yeah. 
I I always think it's cool. I mean, Batman as a kid was one of my heroes. Right. He was. I put Batman up there with Jean-Luc Picard as like the father, <laughs> the, the television pop culture father figures of my youth. Gotcha. Which sort of makes the gray ghost my symbolic granddad. There you go. <laughs> I always love seeing that my heroes also have heroes of their own. Right. And seeing the influences on them. I love the sense of continuity that that gives Gives your life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But where the gray ghost is. Well, we'll go. We'll talk yeah. about that one. But yes, I do remember it. And I remember it being pretty good. Yeah. I think it's, it'll also be an interesting episode to, to go back and watch with full context because it is a very meta episode. Yeah. The, the villain, his design is, I think he's, is he supposed to look like Paul, Paul Dini or Bruce Tim? I forget which. I don't know. We'll have to uh, look We'll look up. it up. We're going to yeah. do research on this one. <laughs> it's, dude, we're not letting bad podcast Ben ruin this one Oh, for no, us. it's bad podcast. We yeah, want get good. out of here. No, it's okay. It's me. Good. It's good oh, podcast thank, Ben. Oh, thank God. Good podcast Ben. Kenny, you never know when oh. I'll come back. Oh, oh, it's no. me. It's bad podcast not Ben. Bad I don't know why I'm Scottish. No, he's it's, Scottish too. <laughs> Look out! It's got bagpipes! Uh, I'm going to ruin your episode! No. Play me bagpipes! I'm playing us out! Bad podcast bin, I'm sorry! Kenny, I'm sorry. where can people find you on the internet? Oh, you can find me on YouTube on Weiski TV. You can also find me on Instagram and Facebook. Oh, bad podcast bin! You can find that dickhole good podcast oh. bin on at HBI2K on Twitter if I don't murder him first. No, don't murder him. He's my friend! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's okay, Kenny. It's me oh, again. Thank God. It's me. I'm back. Thank God. It's me. I'm back. It's good podcast, Ben. <laughs> oh shoot! What a, what a roller coaster oh, of emotions there. Oh, crazy. <laughs> well, I had fun. We got real. We got real. <laughs> you can see us. You can find us at Anchor.fm/slash/BatRankings. You can hit the support button, and we. I'm. I will probably have by this point have spliced this into the previous episodes, which hasn't come out. Podcasting is an interesting thing. I feel like I'm living in different points in time simultaneously. Yeah. It's <laughs> when we hear them, when they, when they air, yep. it's like, Oh wow. That was, yeah. that was like four weeks ago. Yeah, I remember that Cause the, the most recent episode to come out at the time of this recording is the two face episode. Yeah. Two episodes in that episode's future, which I've just started editing is I've got Batman in my basement. Yeah, and we did that here in your apartment. Yeah, that was two sessions ago now. Yeah. And I just, a couple days ago, texted you while I was editing that episode. I had this idea, yeah. which is, I I was heard to say, I would rather watch an episode of Hammer Man, <laughs> the obscure mid-90s <laughs> MC Hammer cartoon. So we're going to do it. <laughs> So I'm gonna I'm gonna look this up here. Let's oh, see. Oh my We're God. gonna set a goal for ourselves. This is gonna be a bonus episode. <laughs> Rankings. Okay. Let's see how many how many reviews we have on Apple Podcasts right now. Okay. We are still at a perfect 5.0 rating. So thank hey, you. Hey, thanks guys. Thank you to everyone who who has logged into their Apple Podcasts and giving us given us that five star review. That is a big help to like bump us up in the rankings. Yeah, thank you. I think we we set a goal. Let's double that. Okay. Let's. In fact, let's more than double. Okay, so double that would be twenty two. Let's uh, let's make it twenty one. Make it a perfect blackjack. Okay. If we can get to twenty one five star ratings of this podcast on Apple Podcasts, we're going to release a bonus episode. It'll be an extra <laughs> one. It's not going to take the place of bat rankings for a week, but you'll find it in your same feed. 
and we're going to watch and review an episode of Hammerman and put it in the list. We're going to rank it as if it were an episode of Batman. I, when you sent me the text, I think I was drinking a soda and I did kind of spit up a little bit. I was like, all right, you know what? I'm in. And let me tell you something. I did a little bit of research to try and figure out how feasible this was. Let me tell you a little something about Hammerman, okay? Yeah, yeah. It lasted 13 episodes. Yeah. It, only three of those episodes were ever released on home video. They oh. got a VHS release. Okay. Never on DVD. Yeah. We're spoiled living in the year 2019 where you can just type anything into Google and come up with at least like a grainy bootleg daily motion something. It is really hard to track down a full episode of <laughs> Hammerman to watch. I have found at least one nice. in reasonably decent video quality, which I've downloaded off of streaming. So as just in case it gets taken down before then, but I, while searching for this, I found a website that is dedicated. I'll try and remember to link it in the show notes. That's dedicated to nothing but uh, tracking down obscure shit like this. And they've got this list of the 13 episodes with a lot of like, we know this one exists because somebody said in a forum post somewhere that, that they had it on VHS, but they haven't uploaded it. So it can't be confirmed. There are certain episodes that nobody can agree on what the official episode title was. Like this is scraping the bottom yeah. of the barrel. Yeah. Now I didn't sit down and watch any Hammerman. You better not. We're yeah. watching that shit together. But I, I, I pressed play, you know, just long enough to skip around <laughs> to make sure it was the whole episode. And oh boy, we're in for something. <laughs> I don't know what, but it's gonna be something. Oh boy! So I'm guys, yeah, get up in those Apple Podcasts, get, hit that five star button, cause I want I want to share whatever this is with you. Uh, yeah, I want to watch Hammerman. Yeah. I want to watch it. All right. <laughs> so we'll see you next week for Beware the Gray Ghost. We'll see you hopefully in the future for Hammerman. <laughs> see you guys next time. Bye.